Hello, I am Springer. And I'm Jen. Welcome to today's episode of The The Cats. Rascal and Billy were hurtling down the Sterling Highway in their convertible lowrider fire truck, enjoying the very last of the 70 pounds of dill pickles they'd gotten at the Brown Bear Saloon. Suddenly, up ahead, they could see a long line of traffic. Oh no, said Billy. I hate traffic stops. I don't want to have to stop. We've got to keep going. I'm excited. Oh. Uh said Rascal. I don't think there's any way we can stop here legally. I think that we have to wait. No, we don't, said Billy. We're in a fire truck. Don't fire truck like fire out fire or something? Uh, I don't know. I think they're supposed to put out fire. Oh, I don't think that's true, though, said Billy. I think that's just what they say, but they really fire out fire and they spit fire. I'm going to check it out. Billy climbed up onto the top of the fire truck and looked around for levers and buttons. He found nothing, and so he climbed back in his seat, pouting a little, and accidentally triggered a lever that flipped the glove compartment open, and out popped a giant control panel. Cool, said Billy. Look at this. Oh my gosh, I'm going to push it all. No, no, you really shouldn't, said Rascal. But right then, the top of the convertible began to close. The low rider suspension went up, 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 up into the air. Rascal. And Billy pressed all of the buttons. Oh my gosh said Rascal as the car began to hurtle up into the air. Ah, He yelled. The Spitfire jumped around its lowrider suspensions. Two cannons came out of the sides. The cannons swiveled and began to blast flames at the cars ahead. And the Spitfire drove through it all, over all of the wreckage of all of the cars, and along the Sterling Highway, past a traffic jam, leaving only smoldering melted waste behind it. SUVs, campers, boats that were being tugged down to go fishing, they were all left behind. This is so awesome, yelled Billy. Beat it, man. Oh, we're gonna be in trouble said Rascal, but he really didn't know what else to do besides push the pedal to the metal and keep on speeding down the highway. We're not going to be in trouble, said Billy. You're the escapist anyway. You can escape us out of any trouble ever. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that whole escapist thing, said Rascal, staring down at the strange blue suit he was still wearing with the big questioning key made out of bubblegum on the front. It wasn't long before they were approaching Homer. As they rounded the last wide turn and began their descent down into the city proper, Billy's excitement grew. I can see it! I can see that great big piece of land that sticks off into the water! I can see it! You mean the spit? 
said Rascal. Yeah, the spit. I can see it. Is that where we're going to go? Is that where our tour takes off from? I don't know, said Rascal. I didn't even know we were taking a tour. I used my mom's phone to... You've got your mom's phone with you? Oh, yeah, said Billy. Of course I do. I don't go anywhere without stealing Mom's phone out of her purse. I made a reservation for us on a nice, on an awesome tour. We're going to go flight seeing all around. We're going to go see bears. Uh, but how did you get the money? Well, said Billy, I, I saw your credit card. Credit card, said Russell. I have a credit card. Yeah, said Billy. He pulled something out from Rascal's fur that had gotten stuck there. It was a metal card. See? This is an apple card. It has lots of money on it. Oh, said Rascal. I didn't know. He put it back into his pocket. The flight seeing tours didn't cost that much. They were only like 15. They had three zeros or something on them, but zeros don't mean anything, so just 15 for each of us. I think that's a really good deal. Uh, $15 is a lot of money, said Rascal. Ah, don't worry about it. It's on your credit card, said Billy. Just then, they could see a big painted sign on the side of the road. It had an arrow that pointed off to the left. Oh, oh, that's it, that's it, said Billy. I recognize the picture. It's the same one that was on the website. That's where we're supposed to go. I guess, I guess there's like an airport kind of on a, on the water over there. Oh, okay, said Rascal. He turned the spitfire and with a jolting motion, it jolted around the corner, shearing off half of its suspension and battering the crane up a bit. It came screeching to a halt in front of a building marked Homer Flight Seeing Tours, guaranteed to see lots and lots and lots of bears. Come on, come on, said Billy, jumping out of the car and running towards the airplane. This is where we go, this is where we go. There was a person standing beside the plane, ready to take their reservation. Billy, who'd stolen his mom's phone many times before and used it to buy things, held out the phone. The man scanned the code on the phone, and they got on the plane. I can't wait, I can't wait, yelled Billy. We're going to see bears. Meanwhile, back in Waco, Scampers was getting worried. Oh, I wonder what happened to Rascal. I wonder how his internship went at the pool. It's strange of him to be gone so long. Maybe I should go and look for him. I would hate to find out that he'd been in trouble and I hadn't helped. So Scampers went to get the 1984 yellow and tan Suburban out of Granny Annie's garage. She was a good driver. She managed to back it out into the street without even hitting anything. Scampers parked the Suburban in the street and thought to herself, Well, I wonder which way I should be going. Let's see, he was at that pool. Maybe I should go ask there if he's still there. Well, then again, maybe, I don't know. How will I decide? Oh, now I remember. Scampers remembered that she had planted a small detection device into Rascal's fur, one that would always let her know where Rascal had gone. It appeared to be a small metal card, something like an apple card. I'll just trace that. She turned on her device on the dashboard of Granny Annie's yellow suburban that told her how to track Rascal's device. 
it showed up as being somewhere in Alaska. Hmm, that's not that helpful. Well, at least it'll get me going in the right direction. She went back into Granny's house, under the stairs to her favorite laboratory, and pulled out her latest invention, a new type of overseas ocean kayak for long journeys. Better take this with me. You never know what you're gonna need, especially up in those northern latitudes. She shoved the kayak through the back window of Granny's Suburban, and then she climbed back in the driver's seat. She drove and drove and drove for hour after hour all the way to the coast of California, where she unloaded the kayak into the water and climbed in. It was really a very special kayak. It had an elevated seat and a full cabin inside of the hull where scampers could sleep, as well as a small motor on the rear with a rudder and a hatch that could batten down in case there was very bad weather. It even had a telescoping mast and a large sail, so why she called it a kayak is unclear to anybody, but she did. The kayak set off across the waves If you enjoyed The Cats, you may also enjoy The Wrong Town. The Wrong Town by Springer Moore, co-host of The Cats, and Marley McDonough is a chapter book for 7 to 10 year olds. Kira is just trying to get one good look at the mysterious island off the shore from her cousin's apartment in Baku, Azerbaijan, when a massive wave knocks her amusement train clean off its tracks. She soon washes up on the rocky shore of the island itself and is caught up in the bizarre succession of leaders and revolutions, which begins soon after her arrival on the tiny chunk of land known as the Wrong Town. In this hilarious story of unique characters, bad leaders, and one giant stuffed wolf, you will find out just what happens when you live on an island paved with duct tape and the only things to eat are Mountain Dew and potato chips. The Wrong Town is available in both paperback and ebook formats from Amazon.com.